Hey guys, it's Jennifer, and this is officially my episode number one of YouTube. And I have to apologize because I don't know where to look. I don't know how to keep myself centered on this little screen. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I'm hoping that I'll get better the more I do. So I told you in my intro that I was going to be teaching you stuff and telling you about my transformation. But in order to get there, we have to go back to the beginning. I am four months away from becoming 55, double nickels. And I have been sick since age 13. So at age 13, I started getting sores covering the insides of my mouth. And you guys may know these um, as canker sores to, give, to get a similar idea of what I'm talking about. But for me, they weren't. They were just taking over the insides of my mouth my face would swell up, I was having abdominal pain, diarrhea, I was throwing up, it was awful. And I lived in a small town and the doctor would just give me my Lanta, Pepto-Bismol, that kind of stuff. And I just got sicker and sicker. And finally, I was to the point where I was living on protein shakes and weighing 98 pounds. So at that point, I was 18-ish, and my mom finally brought me to a gastroenterologist because we were an hour away from the city. So the town I grew up in was very small, 1,500 people, and we didn't have a hospital or anything like that. So I remember the phone call like it was yesterday. And that phone call from the doctor changed my life forever. And that phone call was telling me that I have Crohn's disease. And my exact words were, you just made that up. I've never heard of that before. You made that up. And the doctor said, no, it's a disease called Crohn's disease. C-R-O-H-N apostrophe S. And there is no cure, and they don't know what causes it. So that was the phone call, 1986. Since then, <clears throat> I have had more hospitalizations than I can count. Um, I have had 11 abdominal surgeries. If you don't know, Crohn's disease is a disease that can affect anywhere from your mouth out. And mine started in my mouth. 
with those sores. And when I got diagnosed, it was in my small intestine, which is normally where Crohn's disease starts. For most people, it's ages 15 to 25 is usually the, the time frame when people get diagnosed, but people can get diagnosed in their 60s. Um, my brother actually got diagnosed in his 40s. And what happens is the inside of your intestine is supposed to look like a, a Lay's wavy potato chip. So picture that, just the, those nice waves. So what Crohn's disease does is it takes those waves and it changes that into cobblestone where it's hard and rigid because what your intestine is supposed to do is break down food and move it along. The big word's called peristalsis. I'm a nurse, so I'm gonna teach you stuff. So the, the word is called peristalsis. That's the name of the motion that your intestines do. They, it scrunches the food down until you eventually shed it out, basically. Um, so for me, the intestine became cobblestone, which causes pain, causes infection. I was getting what's called fistulas, which are abnormal tracts of skin, whatever, tracks attaching to other things. For me, it was actually attaching to my rectum. Gonna get, gonna get down and dirty in here. Um, so I was losing control of my sphincter muscle because of these fistulas. So I was n almost becoming incontinent, if not incontinent at times. So what I wanted was called an ileostomy, which is the pouch that people get to have bowel movements, except it's in a bag on their abdomen. I would show it to you, but I'm not sure, you know, if you guys are ready for that. If you want me to, I can. I'm happy to show it to you. Um, so I was begging my surgeon to give me this ileostomy. Now this is 1995, so halfway through the 11 surgeries. Let's give, let's say surgery number six. I don't know, I'd have to do the math. And I can't do math right now. So the surgeon looked at me and said, who'd wanna marry you with one of those? Which of course is highly inappropriate. And I looked back at him and said, who'd wanna marry me incontinent? So I ended up having to literally do a pros and cons list to convince my surgeon to give me an ileostomy because I was going to the bathroom literally every 15 minutes 
and just pooping water because my intestines were not doing anything. So I convinced him, I got my ostomy and I've had it since 1995. So <clears throat> again, many hospitalizations, not all of them happened to have surgery involved, but I would be in the hospital a month at a time. And I was trying to go to through nursing school. This was 1994 to 1996. So right around the time I got my ostomy, I was literally in nursing school. And the semester I was in was labor and delivery. And I was like, there is no way I am going through this semester again. And I signed myself out of the hospital before the surgery so I could take my finals for labor and delivery. And then I checked myself back in because there was no way in hell I was going to go and see that again. Mm -hmm. Sorry to all you moms out there, but I, I just don't have the mom gene. So that's what I did. <clears throat> now, in 2007, um, I all of a sudden got a fever of 105. And being a nurse, I told myself, I, I can fix that called my neighbor over and I'm like, help me put some ice on myself. So I had ice in my pits and my crotch and, you know, all over. Stupid, when you have a fever of 105, call 911. Don't do as I did, do as I say. <laughs> it took me a few hours to finally realize, you dumbass, call 911, which I did. And my hospital was full, so they had to take me to a hospital where they had none of my records. They had no idea what all I'd been through. And I had what's called sepsis, which is often a death sentence, which is often, yeah, often a death sentence. And I came this close to dying, glad I didn't, but at that time I had sepsis, which is a an infection of the bloodstream. At that time, I could no longer really eat. I had so little intestine that I was living on IVs called TPN, stands for trans, wait, what does it stand for? Uh, shoot. Trans, no, I, uh, something parenteral nutrition. It'll come to me. I'm senile. Double nickels, people. So anyway, basically it's an IV that has all your nutrition and calories in it two liters. I hooked myself up at night and <clears throat> it would run for 12 hours. A couple of times my cat chewed through the tubing and I woke up like Carrie from the movie. Not a pretty sight. So anyway, 
I was septic. I was literally dying because I refused to let them take my IV site out because I was stupid. Um, what was happening was all the bacteria was gathering at my IV site, which was buried in my chest. And I was getting sicker and sicker. And I remember it was a Sunday and the doctor came in and I just couldn't do it anymore. And I told the doctor, I can't do this anymore. Now, those who know me know I live for my cats, live for them. And the cats I had then, I lived for them. And for me to say, I can't do this anymore, the doctor knew that I was dying and called the doctor, the specialist, off the golf course, literally came in in his golf clothes. You know the uniform that <laughs> golfers wear. Come on, you know, picture the pants, picture the shirt. Came in on a Sunday and did surgery and took out the IV that I had refused to up until that point. Once they took that out, the antibiotics started working and I got better. Thank God. <laughs> so next time, don't be me. Let them take the IV out because... I got septic a second time later that year, and this time I let them take the IV out right away. Now, <clears throat> this has affected me for the past 40, 40 years, and I became a nurse because I knew what it was like to be a patient. I was a professional patient. I am a professional patient. And I knew what having a good nurse was like and what not having a good nurse was like. And I am a damn good nurse because of the fact I know what it's like to be a patient. So <clears throat> this is the backstory that you need to know because... Having Crohn's disease as severe as mine means I'm sick every day. I don't feel good any, any day. And I have to make myself get up, make myself do things, make myself go to work. And I have continued to work as a nurse for the past 28 years. Now, I could have been on disability this whole time. I chose not to because I didn't want this disease to beat me. And I refused to let it beat me. I am still living on that TPN IV fluid as my food. I have been on it every day since 2006 and will be on it till the day I die. So that is one of the backstories 
that you need to know that plays into the transformation that we are going to learn about and I'm going to teach you about and I'm going to teach you how to transform yourself as well and I hope that you guys are excited to learn about how to transform your life and have your sole purpose known to you and how to live your life as you were meant to. So leave me comments, subscribe, do all that stuff that people say on YouTube, and I will see you next time for episode number two. Thank you.